Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the couch. This is Christian Beatty, and alongside me we have still a mentor and uh, Ryan Davidson. New addition, new face to the podcast tonight. <clears throat> no, Logan is gently asleep uh, right across the wall, the other side of the wall next to us in the living room. We have a Yule log fireplace playing on the TV, worship playing in the background, and uh, just a, a space of, uh, of goodness after tonight's Mogs session. Men of, men of God. Men of God's Mogs. Men of God's... Anyway, so we're going to talk about generosity oh that's good yeah we're gonna talk about generosity while we're in college um our experiences with it and uh we say that we're gonna talk about that we'll actually see what happens so buckle up get cozy on your couch or wherever you're driving and here comes some lo-fi beats and here comes <laughs> the lo-fi is already in it it's so the whole thing oh i forgot about that yeah it's just in the hole yeah i hope you've enjoyed the lo-fi in the yeah. background <laughs> Anyways, okay. Okay. Um, here we are. Dylan, you had a great question. Have you guys experienced generosity before? What was that like? Yes. Uh, I actually have a, a radical experience of generosity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, love you, Connor King. Good night. Speaking of generosity, man. What a guy. Connor Keene. Um, yeah, so I was going on a mission trip to Zambia two years ago and uh, was fundraising for it. Needed to fundraise like $3,000. Hmm. Went to a Bible study. It was in Oregon. So I was living in Arizona at the time, was visiting family hmm. in Oregon. And my buddy was in a, a small group and I was like, I'd love to join you for the night. He's like, yeah, totally come with. Hmm. So I went. And the night just so happened to be about giving and generosity. I was like, that's cool. And I remember we kind of broke off into a few little groups after kind of the main session and was talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, but I know eventually at some point I was shared about my missions trip, was sharing about it with everyone wherever I went. Mm. And, uh, and I had a guy, I mean, everyone in the group was like, you know, with in their early 20s, late teens. Had a guy come up to me, he's like, hey man, like how how much money do you need to fundraise? And I was like, oh, it's, it's like $3,000, like cool. Um, I'm gonna go to my car and get my checkbook and I'm gonna come back really quick because I'd love to donate to you. And I was like, cool. That's super weird that this guy's like 22 years old or probably 21 and has a checkbook. Yeah, what? right. So How do you even acquire a checkbook? Do you guys know? You gotta go to the bank. <laughs> go to the bank. <laughs> Which is like a foreign concept. To go to the bank? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a physical location sometimes. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Some banks. Wow. And so... Yeah, that's bizarre. I guess you can order them. Yeah, so he went to get his checkbook. I was like, huh, that's weird, but... Okay, I mean, I don't know this guy, so it's like, whatever. Um... He comes back and he's like, hey, how much do you think I'm gonna give you a donation for? And I was like... <laughs> that's a weird question. Yeah, that's a weird... <laughs> Uh, He's just like, how much do you think? And I was like, I don't know, 20 bucks, I guess. To check, probably at least 30. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, 20 bucks. And he's like, 
writes me a check for $3,000 and just gives oh. it to me. Wow, and dude. You're kidding. Fundraises my entire missions trip. And I... Wow. This guy's I, 22? Yeah, or younger at the time. Wait. And... Mm. What? Yeah. And so awesome. I, like, mm. didn't recognize... Like, I'd seen him at the church, like, years before... Because he has a twin, so it's like one of those people who are like, oh, yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. I've seen this guy, he has a twin, that sort oh, of yeah. memorable thing. And um, and I, like, you know, asked him to text me so I can give him updates and whatnot. And as it turns out, we had texted before. And the really? context of our text was that he had interviewed me for a position where he was working. Because um, oh. he did, like, the College Pro Painters thing. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's basically oh, yeah. like a it's like a kind of pyramid scheme, but not really. Yeah, it's like basically teaches guys how to run a business through like painting houses. Multi-level marketing. Kind of. But yep. like you have to like, <laughs> I wouldn't say ah. so. I'd say it's it's like. They would never say so though, right? <laughs> Cutco? Like, well, no, because you like, you, you have to go like door to door to like ask to paint people's houses oh. and then you hire a team and you train guys to paint houses oh okay and so like your first summer you're painting houses your next summer you can start hiring people your next summer after that you can manage an area oh so it, it's it's legit it's not it's much it's better than mlm no multi-level yeah no not at all um so he was like hiring me to possibly do that and i decided to become a real estate agent instead um mm. which is totally random but sure. all of that to say crazy story my full mission trip was fundraised. Yeah, in one go. By the generosity of one guy who I had, like, kind of met, but not really. Yeah, um, wow. yeah. he just said... And he just, like, had a kind of a idea from the Lord of, like, hmm, like, $3,000 sounds good. And then when he asked how much I needed, and I said 3000 he's like, oh, yep, that's, uh, that's very affirming. <laughs> so, yeah. that wow. was crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah, it's some crazy generosity. Yeah, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, and I'm going to Zambia again, and uh, I had a couple people give me like five hundred dollars yeah. that I like did not expect them to, um, mm -hmm. and it was really really cool, really sweet to see mm -hmm. people donate. And I'm just like I was fully fundraised super quickly again. Mm -hmm. um, I think yeah. people are just looking for opportunities. Yeah, a lot of the time totally. and like. As bad as it sounds, I just don't. I think they don't want to just tie them to a lump sum of yeah. a church. Yeah, they're like, I wish I knew ways that I could give my excess money to good causes, but they just don't have them. Mm -hmm. And then you build relationships with some of those people, and totally. then they're like more than willing to support you. Yeah, but you just gotta like activate those that are ready. You know, they're mm -hmm. kind of like maybe even feel bad because they can't be as involved as they want to be in ministry. Right. Yeah, and. Yeah. And yeah, that's something I'm planning on leaning on here soon. Yeah. And it's like being okay with asking is the side of the recipient. And then being like looking for places to give um, that aren't just like mega organizations, but are like actual Personal individuals that you like are related to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and being able to make a tangible difference to cool. your community. Yeah, yeah. I experienced something like that on a trip to Dubai for a missions trip. I had a section of my family that you would never think would give to a mission trip. You mm. just said it was almost a fear of like, do I ask them? It was almost like if I asked them to donate, I have to explain to them my mission. Mm. Um, and I almost didn't even know how to defend my faith and even to ask. Right. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but some of the most generous people that donated were people in my family Yeah. who were like, I want to support you, but like, I don't really know what you're doing. And I don't yeah. know if I, where I stand with it yet, but I want to support you. Mm. Yeah. But it opened doors for us to continue to have conversations both about the trip, about, 
you know, the ministry in general Mm -hmm. afterwards, um, which still have had effects to this day. So, yeah, I mean, there definitely can be different sides of that generosity, too. Yeah. What that looks like. Yeah, totally. One one example I think of is um, something I'm proud of being from Oregon is Dutch Bros Coffee. Mm. Mm. And, um, of course. You just have a culture that uh, is very friendly, sometimes to a fault. Like you don't always want it to feel like your birthday, and it does when you go there, you know? Um, or just in your passenger seat. Yeah. For order. But I've talked to Through them before window. because I've just gone to the window, and they're like, oh, it's already paid for. And then they kind of pass the train on. Oh, cool. I'll pay for the person behind me. And, like, they, they say that that happens sometimes there for, like, 30 mm-hmm. customers in a row. Yeah. And it's, like, this cool little thing. Because it's, like, you're really you're just paying for coffee either way. Right. So it's... As far as it works financially for you, it doesn't really do much, but it just feels way better to like get your coffee paid for, and then you're like, oh, cool, now I'm paying for someone's coffee, and it's like mm. this cool trend that they start. But it kind of, I feel like it could be extrapolated, you know. And it's like, how often are people just needing a catalyst to like totally yeah be generous? Mm. And if it's not modeled for them, then that might just be enough resistance for them to kind of fall into the the trap of like keeping everything to yourself which is kind of the american story yeah it's like just hold on to your stuff and uh you hold on to your stuff i'll hold on to mine but right the sharing is just a better way to go i think yeah i think as as college students you know there's a unique opportunity to support many friends in ministry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and whether that be with 20 bucks five bucks like i've donated to friends you know to upwards of 20 to 30 bucks and it's like mm-hmm. You know, to that to the outward, it might not seem like a lot, mm. but dude, you get a hundred friends to donate. You yeah. know, twenty bucks, you're set. Like you're funded. You're set. Totally. So. Hey. And you get a cool Steve. opportunity to support people. Or What's up, gentlemen? Welcome home. Steve's home. We're we're in a home of many people moving in and out. It's great. Truly. Yeah. Don't have that for you. Um. Yeah. I had this fundraiser thing during college at some point, which was like a walkathon. Because we didn't, it was supposed to be a bike race, but none of us had bikes because we don't have bikes down here. Mm. And so we had to call it something different. It was for Young Life and and uh, I think I needed like $300. And I really procrastinated on uh, publishing my donation thing. And then, yeah, I just posted it and someone anonymously donated $250. So that was most of that money. And then someone else that I know donated 25 and then... Another anonymous person donated 25 and I was like, it was like one day. <laughs> and I I felt bad because like some of my friends had been like grinding for a few weeks to try to figure it out. But I I don't necessarily have like a conclusion about the generosity from that. But I think that mm. um, it's, it's crazy. Like, especially we're all talking mostly in the context of ministry. And I think in God's economy, it's like he owns everything. Right. And... If we had that outlook all the time, I think we'd be more generous because like there's lots of parables about money and how we uh, basically are entrusted with resources um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like what are we going to do with them? You know, like uh, are we going to just bury them or are we going to create storehouses for our stuff or are we going to like kind of like and you talk about money marketing, like are we going to have money be liquid and like moving and or are we just going to like have it sit in our pocket because we feel like it keeps us safe somehow right um and i like the idea of trusting god enough to like radically give so much that he just keeps putting stuff in your hands and he just he just knows you're gonna give it away because he he like trusts us 
I think there's like a trust development with money. And that works with friends too, you know? Totally. Yeah. Like stewardship. Yeah, how would you say that you you tackled the desire of, of wanting to make money? I mean, I know that's a desire I've had conversations with the many people mm -hmm. at GCU, both as a business major and just, you know, across the spectrum. Mm -hmm. A desire to make money, but also then use that money for the kingdom. How do both of those work together? How have you seen mm. those both work together? Because yeah. greed is one of the one things Jesus talks a lot about, about how it's one of the hardest ways to enter heaven. I think he talks about money more than almost anything else, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because, like, their idea of money, too, is, like, they're out working with smaller numbers, first totally. of all. Like, we can door dash, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, kings kings couldn't eat as good as we eat, and then we can just ask for any food we want at our doorstep mm. in 20 minutes. It's kind of crazy to think about our wealth. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's attention because it's the love of money that's right. the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Or all kinds of evil. All Not all evil. evil. <laughs> all yeah. evil is money. Um, no, it's like the love of money. So like money itself is not inherently bad. It's kind of like a neutral thing that how we relate to it becomes evil or not, you know? Because, I mean, there's no doubt that Jesus' ministry and the ministry in Acts like re deeply required money. Totally. You can't just sail around the world for free, for you know? Yeah. So Paul made tents and then Lydia sold purple cloth. And a bunch of other things happened, I'm sure. The Chosen's doing a good job of, like, Showing bringing them. that theme yeah. up with the oil business thing going on. Mm. That, that's been cool. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think I think that um, different people have different strengths. And some people are really good with money. And, like, that shrewdness is actually a good thing. And it can be a really... I think it's part of the body of Christ that isn't talked about that much. Mm. As, like, a spiritual gift, even, of, like, you can be a blessing. Because, like... The last thing a pastor who feels called to teaching the Bible wants to do is, like, fundraise. Mm. And what a lot of pastors and leaders that I've talked to will tell you is that they spend a lot of time and energy fundraising. And that's, like, stress that actually is taking away from them being able to do what right. God's gifted them at. Totally. So this is a plug for all of you businessy people to become, like, a support guy for a teacher near you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And add on to that a slight addition, I think even before you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, dude, start with what you got. Mm, if you yeah. can start, start with percentages. All right, I, I make, you know, $200 a week. What's mm -hmm. 10% of that? Uh, 20 bucks. Like putting mm -hmm. that towards something, whether that's your church. I mean, I always think you should give to a church, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you have unique opportunities to support people. Yeah, I think the lie is that if you have a certain amount of money, then you'll become generous. Randomly. Totally, yeah, that's definitely, yeah. I think it's like a character trait that I try to practice. Like I've, I've been in a spot where I'm not making that much money. Like yeah. I get scholarships. I've had jobs off and on in college, but like kind of working in like that mm. paying school, paying for school, paying for like living expenses. Don't have a lot of extra time to work full time. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and you guys are just getting into your first like career jobs. Yeah, and so it's like the lie is like, Oh, after all this, then I'll become generous. Mm -hmm. once I'm making money and I think that that consumes people because they kind of always have yeah. a next bar to climb yeah the bar always goes higher yeah the truth is eventually you just never will and You'll if you didn't learn how to give 10 bucks away then you won't learn how to give a thousand away absolutely yeah yeah I think um, the same thing applies for your time as well mm. um, yeah because being generous with like even something little like letting people 
helping people move with my truck and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, being willing to, like, offer that and help people with those things. Like, as I have more responsibilities post-college um, with work and mm-hmm. other things, like, I could just be like, no, you know? Yeah. And just be like, I'm too stressed, or I have this going on or that going on, and mm-hmm. not being willing to use my time or my abilities as a way of giving to others, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not always a monetary thing. Mm-hmm. That's something that I was able to steward um, more so in in college than, like, being blessed financially, which I wasn't, like, abundantly, but I was with, like, the time that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to use that to help others whenever mm-hmm. someone asks of something. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, I can, yeah, I can help you move, or I can do this, I can do that, you know? Yeah. Is one way to give if you don't have financial resources. And even now, like, totally. someone asks for something to be designed for a ministry or a video to be made or, or something like that or a website to be built, like, I, even though it's not a financial donation, like, mm-hmm. now that I'm in the workforce, like, I understand the value of my time. Yeah. And totally. I can frame, like, my work for others as, like, a, a gift to them and and uh, a giving yeah. in that sense, even though it's not explicitly money, it's saving them money. Mm-hmm and time and resources. Um, and as college students, like especially people who are in higher education, learning a specific skill, you can go to any ministry and offer your gifts. And that is like a tremendous blessing mm. to that ministry. A lot of ministries yeah. need, you know, photography, videography. I think someone that I admire a lot is Aiden Sundin, who does photography work for, yeah. you know, for work. Um, and he like blesses a lot of ministries like Camp Love and even like the Met Galentine and different things that he just comes in mm-hmm. and helps by taking photos of the event. Right. Um, and he's like super generous in that. And yeah. so many people have been blessed by that. Um, and that's like one thing that he did while he was in school and then he still does it now that he's out of school. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. It's been like really cool to see. That's, uh, that ma- makes me think of kind of like how that's a counter story to the story of like hey, don't do something for free that you should be getting paid for. It's kind of like the businessy way of saying, mm-hmm. like, know your worth, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I get the wisdom in that. Of like, yeah, yeah, don't, like, volunteer your way through everything. But there's also this really cool kind of, like, uh, rebellion to, like, capitalistic, mm-hmm. like, like chasing the money type of narrative mm-hmm. by just giving your time and money, like, in your life away. Yeah. And in a way that's, like... Yeah, I actually am not going to directly benefit from this. But like that, like Ryan was saying earlier, that actually brings up this deeper thing of like, oh, what am I here for? And then people are going to ask questions like, don't you get paid like a ton of money per hour to take photos of people? Like, why are you taking photos for free here? And it's like, well, I actually believe in this kingdom that's everlasting. And Mm. and I actually don't even necessarily get treasure for doing this in that kingdom. Like some religions will say something like that. But I just think that God made me a certain way and I'm here to be a blessing on earth to other people yeah by being exactly who God made me to be and so I'm gonna do it for free sometimes and like wow. I trust deeply that God is going to be the one to do um, more and, and provide for me if I'm gonna live generously he's gonna be generous to me mm-hmm. and it's not a prosperity thing it's not like I, yeah. I'm just uh, I'm like generous because I trust that God's gonna bless me abundantly like I'm not asking for that like 
do the right thing because it's the right thing and then like deeply trust that God's going to give you enough like it doesn't have to be of abundance but he's going to give you enough to get by so that's kind of my thought on that is like Mm. The idea of the talents is actually literally your talents as well as your money and your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Totally. And then something practically that I've done post-grad um, and did while I was in school too, but there's a lot of ways to have like a, the percentage of your paycheck go to yeah. go to the side. So mm-hmm. that way you, it, it makes it easier for me to have things... Um, automated so that it like automatically gets taken out mm-hmm. um, and in, in some capacity it might be good for you to have a reminder and do it yourself because then you have then you're always reminded that you're giving yeah. that stuff away um, but mm-hmm. then sometimes it's just helpful to have it automated because then like either for like tithing like you can have an automatic payment to the church right or yeah. you can put aside like you know five percent, ten percent, whatever additional percentage you want to, to like a giving fund. Yeah, totally. And then you always know like, wow, if something comes up like, like the the story that I mentioned in the beginning. If that guy had a giving fund that had like three thousand dollars in it, then it would have been like, oh dang, like yeah, the funds to this point now, this is like a perfect opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm Absolutely. there's I think there's little moments like that that we get to see when we're like willing to be generous and stewarding our finances in a way that we know we're putting money aside for that mm-hmm. to allow us to go above and beyond right um in the future when we're not really sure where to steward it now yeah totally that's i like mm-hmm. the idea of uh it's like a dave ramsey type of thing where mm-hmm. he actually used to he's like all cash but he would like literally cash out his money into envelopes of 10 mm-hmm. percent savings 10 percent tithing 80 percent spending and i feel like you could even have tithing like to your local church because that's actually a good thing too. Even though I was talking about the lump sum thing earlier, it's like, well, if you're going to go to somewhere consistently for support and teaching and community, then you should you should have some buy into that. Like, mm-hmm. not because I mean, I think of about a pastor, they're not trying to fundraise their whole time. They they just need their congregation to be active. and And, but also you could do like, Drop that eighty percent to seventy percent, and then you have a giving ten percent. And like you said, like you just have this spot where you're just saving up money for when God puts a time in front of you, like a guy asking for three thousand dollars in Zambia. Right. And it doesn't like bother you that much that that three thousand dollars goes because it's like, oh man, that guy spent three thousand of his dollars. He's like, no, he actually gave all this money to God, and he was just waiting for when God wanted him to use it, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, be a lot of $10 donations that come up, but it also could be a, a 3000 one, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. 10, 10, 10, 70. That's the plan. 70% spending. Well, you have a lot of things you got to spend money on just sure. practically. And if you have any extra after that 70%, then you right, right. save it too. I guess going into that spending, great segue into my next question, actually, that I have for both of you. Um, so, I mean, there's no, there's no hiding it that we live in a very materialistic culture. Mm-hmm. We live in a very uh, buy-in culture where since the 50s, advertisements are designed to like work against your subconscious to buy things. Right. Yeah. We have been written into our desires to have things. I think Jesus, even speaking about money, knew this. It wasn't foreign um, back in that time. People still 
wanted to hoard things and hone things. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you guys say or speak to a culture that does want to buy things? Like, how do you both enjoy the nice things of this world, but also not be corrupted by these nice things of the world? That's a good question. Um, I think if I'm seeking in, in my quiet time to delight in the Lord, then when the Lord gives me opportunities to be delighted by material things, um, I think I can discern when it's like something that I can be blessed by and have as a gift from the Lord versus like I'm desiring this materialistic thing to satisfy something that the Lord isn't satisfying mm. or don't feel like I it's like not that satisfying. Distinction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mm. I think I think it yeah it starts in the bedroom when you're alone with the Lord and seeking satisfaction from Him. Mm. Um, and I think that helps with discernment of like, okay, have my, are my desires coming from that spot or are they coming from something else? Am I seeking something else to fulfill mm-hmm. those desires? Mm. Or do I know it's like I'm seeking the Lord and desiring the Lord and then there's like other things that he's blessing me with that I'm like enjoying in gratitude and thankfulness and can hold with open hands genuinely. Yeah. Like it can be here yeah. one moment and gone the next, and like I know my desire is the Lord still. Yeah, my fulfillment right. is in Him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, everything he said, I think covers it for the most part. The only thing I'd add is that um, the way that we treat things, I think probably <coughs> Christians that I interact with, which is a very small portion of them, but I would say lean more towards like think they need to deny themselves of enjoying stuff more than they like mm. like yeah. struggle with the greed like it's like oh i honestly like can't accept like people deny a three thousand dollar check that'd be like a seemingly noble thing to do and i think that mm. um this was reframed for me by this guy that i kind of get mentored by down here named jordan and he uh one time um he offered to pay for my coffee and I did that. I was like, Oh no, it's okay, man. I got dining dollars or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And he goes, Oh, you're going to stop me from seizing opportunity to be generous. Mm. (laughs) And he he flipped it on me and I had never thought about it that way. Totally. But it actually is this weird, like this, this guy gets to be a part of Christian Zambia mission in a way that he would never be able to do it himself because of his own totally. responsibilities. Yeah, but yeah. And um, yeah, as great, someone who's going probably into missions, I'm like reminded of that kind of thing all the time because I'm, I'm actually going to get to do things that other people can't do with their current life. Right. But they get to, in a vicarious way, kind of like right. live into the mission. And, they, and like in a very real way, they're part of the mission. Yeah. And um, they're not the hands and feet, but they're like the ones that make it work, you know, it's right. like the, the fuel to the machine. Totally. And, um, and so I think that this, like I'm encouraged to like say yes to people's generosity Yeah. because if they offered it, even if it's like them just doing it, like someone covering the bill, yeah, they're like doing it to seem like the nice guy. It's like, cool. Well, I'm actually helping them develop a pattern of generosity. Yeah. And then like, I just got to check my heart that I'm like, extending that offer mm. myself too because yeah. you could you could become greedy and like always yeah. accepting people's stuff or just asking never giving but mm. in general I think we struggle 
with receiving goodness, you know? And that's yeah, like totally. not just a problem with other people, it's a problem with God. Like yeah. we really struggle to to receive his goodness, so hmm. Yeah. Bring up a good point. I think everything Yeah, flows in the heart. I mean guard your heart from all right, yeah. everything stems from it. Let, from let it. God deal with the intention yeah. behind people's generosity. Like Yeah. I yeah. think like some practicals, because if you know me, you know I have I have things, I enjoy stuff. Um, you know, it's like I know I know my sin in that regard. <laughs> um, I think one challenge I've always given myself that's been helpful is to, um, if I if someone were to be like like when Jesus said, hey, when you when you get sued for your jacket, give them also your cloak. Yeah. Um, and every time I think about that, I always think about oh, if I were to lose X item tomorrow, would I be okay? Mm. Yeah, I'd be cool. Okay, it's not an idol. Or if someone was to be like, hey, I really like that sweatshirt. I like that hoodie. Mm-hmm. And then to be like, yeah, I don't need this hoodie. Like. They, it probably would bless them more if they had it and to give it away. Um, and that really helps to, I think for me at least, tackle a sense of materialism because I do enjoy to have things at times. It's fun. I have a love mm-hmm. for a brand called Mad Happy and it's too expensive, but mm-hmm. I am a, a, lo- a loyal supporter, if you will. Sure. Um, but it's, you know, I'm able to bless people with those pieces of clothing when yeah. I wear them for a few times and I'm like, oh, it's a gift now. And give mm-hmm. it to someone who would love it and cherish it more than I could. Yeah. Um, it's like open hands, like you said earlier, Dale. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and the you, Christian. It's like, if it, it's like sand that throws, like, falls through your hands. Like, mm-hmm. if we're trying to grab at this sand of all these material items, like, yeah. ultimately we're going to end up with nothing in our hands. Yeah. And wonder why right. this desire not filled. It's because we're not trying to grab Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great stuff. I think the the parables, if we like, were to do a systematic study of all the parables, then you'd find a lot of seemingly contradictory things about money. Like, use it, don't use it. Like, have lots mm. of it, don't have lots of it. You know, but it's. I think, I am always reminded of God's economy, and then like how totally. we need to have this principle that like God owns everything. Like it's all His fully, and so the even the idea of tithing, like it's not giving ten percent to God. It's just like setting apart 10% of God's money right. for specifically ministry-based things right. for his, his body. First, first fruits. And then the rest of it is still his, but he also, like, clothes us, right? Like, right. how much more does he care for us than for the, the lilies. lilies and the sparrows? Yeah. Like, he, he he's okay with us pro- being provided for. Like, yeah. like, Jesus ironically asked the disciples, like, where are they going to get food? Because he knew he's going to provide food. Right. And so, like God's God's about taking care of us, but also He owns everything. Right. Like we're not we can't like trick ourselves into giving God something that He couldn't have already made a million of. You know. So. Right. So I think that principle of like we put that in the front of our head, then generosity just is a natural and like obvious decision. It's like, oh, I've been blessed. Um, mm. What's the easiest parable? Like the parable of the ten thousand dollars forgiven. Like, you should go forgive your brother of $1,000, you know? It's probably not the right numbers. Oh, yeah, it's like... Whatever the numbers are, it's like, you you have been both it's like years blessed with life, but also forgiven of all this debt. Yeah. So, go and be forgiving, and go give life to people. And, like, you, I'll take care of you, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure there is probably a toxic part of overgiving, where you're like... Okay, man, you should probably like. I need to be given to eating. He actually, <laughs> you should probably yeah. eat food too. Like, don't be so generous that you don't have any practicals. You know, like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 
But I think there's wisdom. It's like, if you become less able to be generous because you don't have anything anymore and you sold your house and your car, like, obviously you've probably taken it too far. And I'm not saying God couldn't just replace all those things for you radically. But I am saying, like, he gave his brains, too, and wisdom and and generosity. That doesn't make you any less generous because you're not, like, getting rid of everything you have. Right. Yeah. God's entrusted you with your stuff as well as your money. So, yeah. That's a, that's Don't bury your point. talents in the ground and uh, <laughs> go and use them. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. I think, like, the more post college life that I live, I experience more tension in these areas. Mm. Um, yeah. One that I experienced recently and still trying to discern and work through is like saving up for a house. Versus, like, giving. Mm. Like, like I desire a home to have for myself because I think it's a good way to steward my resources um, and want to have a home to be able to have people live there and different things, right, that, that come with mm-hmm. having a home. Um, but then I also desire to, like, give now. Um, mm-hmm. in ways that could like diminish those some of those savings you know yeah. or mm-hmm. like prevent me from growing them and it's hard to discern like okay Lord like if, is this a time where you want me to just save for a home and then yeah. once that happens then I can figure out what's next after that or, or yep. do you want me to be giving more radically right now um, right. there's like a lot of those tensions that you just yeah wrestle with yeah and money's money is the same as time in that right like you start working 40 hours a week you don't have as much time to give away to different circles and mm-hmm. so if you think about time as an investment you're not always going to get like a big return on tithing your time like right ryan ryan running the coffee at church isn't getting like another way up the corporate ladder or no. yeah probably making many more like intimate friendships you know he's just like the guy smiling behind the counter but he recognizes that as a Mm. a way that he can give his time away Mm. um to like it's a job that's thankless it's like everyone wants coffee at their church but someone's got to fill it up and it's like very practical way to to give and it's not like we don't always give for a turn in um in life but we do reap what we sow and i think Becoming the type of person that's willing to tithe our time and our money is the better way, even if it doesn't always make sense. Like, that's not God's wisdom. It doesn't have to make sense in the short term. He's much more concerned with us becoming people of generosity because I think the kingdom is going to be full of people that are really happily giving away stuff to each other. (laughs) Yeah, I think that consistency piece is huge. Yeah. Like, relationship with the Lord is consistent. Yeah. Like, your giving as an attachment to that should be... Yeah. Like consistent. The levels don't have to be huge or they could be at times, but no. you know, I think back to what we said earlier, like if you're trusted with a little, like there's yeah. potential for God to entrust you with a lot. Yeah. Um, there is definitely a trust aspect, like don't be a binge giver. Just be consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Right. Don't go mm. on like a a purge cycle of uh <laughs> generosity. Right. Mm. Yeah. So you should probably just send someone Venmo right now after you listen to this and then <laughs> just say pay it forward 
something like that. Cheesy. <laughs> and then, next time you're in line at Dutch Bros, start the train. It's a fun train. Start the train. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what are you guys going to do this week to be generous? Hmm. I mean, I don't know why it just came to my mind that there's like so many different types of generosity. Not just with money, but also with time, and also like with your words, too. Mm. And like even giving gifts. Like there, mm. it is, I do not care about receiving gifts. I don't really care, I'm not like a big gifts guy. But I know some people feel so loved yeah. by the intentionality behind gifts and stuff. Yeah, right. There's like a generosity in that aspect. There's different types of generosity and different things, but um, yeah, this week, generosity for me I think will look like um, yeah I'd, I'd love to do like something like the Dutch Bros thing mm-hmm. maybe at Salad and Go or yeah or something like that um, some place that I frequent and if there's an opportunity to give to someone like an Instagram story from someone fundraising money I'll probably give there hmm yeah, absolutely. I mean, I echo that for sure. I think, I think you me just hearing about uh, Christian Zambia trip. I know there's people that still need money, so might might touch base with him and, and chat about it. But um, nice. Yeah, I think just being open. I think this week I'm gonna have intention to be open. I think I'm gonna set some money aside tonight and give it up to the Lord and whatever He has for this week. Yeah. Mm. Whatever it be, or a week, or a month, or whatever, I'm gonna keep setting some money aside like you said though, I think that'd be awesome to create a fund and I think I'm going to start this week just mm. put you know I'll, I'll look at the look at the budgets see what see what I got going to give but yeah there's no problem with being organized with giving I think that it doesn't have to seem, be this like random act of kindness it could be like an excel sheet totally that's there's nothing wrong with that if that's how your brain works yeah that's how mine is set up yeah, yeah. it's awesome in a similar way yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah how about you though I was thinking about this. I think um, being generous with words when Chris was saying that, I was like, what if I just, every time I thought something of someone, mm. like instead of just being like, oh, that's like a cool thing, like I just told them every time for like a set amount of time mm. like as a discipline. And so just being generous with like encouragement and I mean, that's just putting yourself out there over and over, right? Like, yeah, totally. It's kind of like a stigma for guys of like it's weird to compliment people and we like don't mm. want I feel like we don't want people to become prideful that's such a stupid reason not to like affirm them and who they are absolutely <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah 100% I think that uh, you said something on your Instagram the other day about that Christian was today was it today mm-hmm. that's probably where it's coming from in my subconscious <laughs> Can you what was that again um don't keep compliments for others in your head yeah I'm yeah. like that's just like burying your talent in a way right like it's yeah. a gift. A word of encouragement's a gift, so I'm gonna try to just even if it's a random guy that I'm like, Oh man, that guy's like got cool shoes. I'm just gonna tell that guy he's got cool shoes too, mm. like this week. And uh see how nice I can become in one week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like yeah, I was I was trying to practice today what I put on my story. Because, like yesterday I was wearing overalls and I hadn't several people tell me that they liked my overalls and I was like dang like 
push people like obviously overalls is not something that I normally wear mm -hmm. and I got compliments from strangers too but like like those little words of like not even affirmation but just like compliments yeah are mm. like so kind and and cost you nothing yeah at all um building a habit out habit out of that is like transformative and even on instagram like there's so many people's stories that i admire i'm like oh this is really cool like people who are consistent with sharing things and different stuff yeah i don't feel like people are so used to just clicking through all the stories and not like actually saying hey like i really appreciate when you post these or stuff like that mm. too there's like lots of opportunities for that on instagram oh totally um but yeah anyways yeah for fear of being disingenuine or of seeming like we're sliding into someone's dms it's like i think we just don't share kindness because of those fears and yeah. i'd rather i guess be misunderstood in my intentions but like send people compliments than be understood but like very seldom like actually act on my thoughts that are pure like those are pure like you can filter them through pureness and goodness holiness like fruit of the spirit and if you ask the Lord, like, is this something you want them to know? He's probably going to say yes. And <laughs> it can be a quick prayer conversation. And then just go and make people's day. Like, there's probably testimonies of people's lives being changed by that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that doesn't cost you anything, like you said. it's mm -hmm. That's like a free resource. Just ask God what he sees in people and then start telling them that you see it too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. If you practice that, you'll get better at it. Absolutely. I, people that are like genuinely good at complimenting are like the most fun people to be around too because mm -hmm. you know they're not like trying to make you think they're nicer they're just they're just like wow you see things in me that like I don't always see myself yeah yeah. and yeah. it's just fun to be around you like yeah those are good people absolutely mm. sweet well go think of your own things and then uh, DM me or Christian or Ryan what what you think you're gonna do to be more generous? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then text someone or DM someone something that you see in them that you like. And if you want bonus points, just Venmo someone and compliment them with the Venmo Ooh, comment. Yes, bro, the one two. Yeah. The, two, the double portion, bro. And they're like, why? Why would you possibly do that? Like, <laughs> are you gonna deny me an opportunity to be generous? <laughs> and then, and then just hang up. Oh, that's, really oh, that's perfect. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the couch. Yeah, thanks for now. having me on. Oh, my pleasure, Ryan. Appreciate it. Ryan, is this your first couch combo? I believe so. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Awesome. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Look forward to more in the future. Absolutely. And uh, this is us kicking you off the couch. Get off now. Go Goodbye. be generous. Go be generous.